celebrity Let your weary mind be free And someone kind of famous who you can't see It's time for sleeping with celebrity Hello, sleepyheads, and welcome to Sleeping with Celebrities. I'm John Moe. I'm glad you're here. On this show, I invite you to slumber with me and a notable guest as we converse about meaningful topics that Hollywood and the deep state are too afraid to touch. My guests aren't bringing their A-game to these conversations. They're bringing their Z-game. So you can relax, take a break from the stress and intensity, because tonight we'll be sleeping with Scott Thompson. Scott is a famous Canadian who is a member of the very successful Canadian comedy group, The Kids in the Hall. He is one of the five titular Hall kids, and he's had a robust career outside of the hallway itself as an actor and filmmaker. He's going to talk to us about porridge. Or as you Americans call it, oatmeal. Before all that, I invite you to settle in and get comfortable while I tell you about another show on the Maximum Fun Network. Sleepyheads, I want to tell you about another podcast here on the Maximum Fun Network, where we have the maximum amount of fun. It is called Comfort Creatures. It's a podcast hosted by Alexis B. Preston and Ella McLeod. It is for animal lovers and pet enthusiasts. Comfort Creatures is a fun, joyful show about the animals in all of our lives that keep us sane and occasionally drive us crazy. A show where no one is ever bored by long stories about your guinea pig's favorite food or your cat's preferred sleeping position. It is more fast-paced. It might wake you up. Perhaps you should listen to Comfort Creatures first thing in the morning to get your day started and full of pet enthusiasm. Comfort Creatures, right here on the Maximum Fun Network and wherever you get your podcasts. And now let's tuck ourselves in and enjoy the bed company of Mr. Scott Thompson of Toronto, Canada. Scott, thank you for sleeping with us this evening. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me into your spacious boudoir. Can you explain, out of all the topics you could have talked about, how you landed on the topic that we'll be talking about this evening? Well, it's because it's something that I've kept quite close to my vest i you know i know we live in very um turbulent times and everybody's always taking a position and digging in and people are refusing to listen to each other so i you know over the last few years i've just gotten quieter about certain things certain contentious topics and uh, one day i had a discussion people were talking cereal and uh, i threw in the mix that i love porridge and, um, well, let's just say the conversation uh, disintegrated, deteriorated. And so I realized that it's time to just put things like that away until this time is over and people are willing to address, let's just say, the bigger issues of the day. 
So we switched topics. We started talking about the Ukraine war and we all agreed. So, and we were off. But you've given me the opportunity to tell about my great love of porridge, which, as um, I said earlier, is what Americans, well, as what Canadians call oatmeal. But it's all hot cereals that I love. And um, your creams of wheat, your malto meals. Oh, Lord, I can't believe you brought that up. Okay, I'm so sorry. Um, I, I, I wish your producer had warned me. Um, because I wasn't quite prepared for the cream of wheat drop. Sorry to drop the wheat on you. Yes, I'm not really a big fan of cream of wheat. Okay. It's kind of an American take on really classic porridge. And I think it's sort of, well, baby porridge. Mm. My mother used to, when I was young... When we were little, my mother used to always feed, feed, I have a lot, there was a lot of kids in our family, so my mom always fed us something called pablum. Are you familiar with pablum? I'm familiar with the term pablum, but I'm not sure exactly what it is. Well, this is interesting. Now we're going to talk about where words came from, because pablum is sort of a, it's a, it's a synonym, it means um, boring, right? Like puerile, or... um, tasteless, right? I think that's sort of what it means. Like if someone's talking pablum, you go, it's bull. Mm. But really what it is, is it, it's a kind of a, it's sort of a cream of wheat. But it's, um, maybe it's just a Canadian thing. But it's like a porridge, but it's not as um, thick. And it's for children. It's before you get your, your, your main teeth. And, but after, mm, so about, after about five or six, my mom would always cut us off and we, we had to go into the, you know, um, into the real porridge. Yes. You had to be promoted to the. Yeah. So, but when things were bad, if one of us was sick or it was like a snow day, which it is today, my mom would always say, anybody want some pablum? And so she always had pablum in the cupboard well into our, um, well, I wouldn't call our teenage years adulthood, but well into our young adulthood. And even I don't do this anymore because I've grown up. But some of my brothers do say that they keep pablum at home, almost like a bottle of scotch in a desk, where they you just need to be kind of brought back. I guess in a strange way, it's a very polite way of playing baby games. You know, rather than because we're very lazy, we're not gonna go in, We're not gonna put on an adult diaper and pretend that we're in a big playpen. It's easier for us to just have a bowl of pablum to be taken right back to that. You know, when you felt safe. And mm. uh, but porridge, when you get older, you start taking on the real porridge. You know. The Scottish porridge, the real, real porridge. The porridge that you have to take takes 30 to 40 minutes to make it on the stove. And I'm, I'm a purist, John. I, I don't really, uh, well, it's not that I don't agree with instant porridges, instant oatmeals, but they just aren't as good. And I will mm. do it, you know, in a, in, in a pinch. I will. Like, for example, I have an interesting story this morning. When I went to Starbucks, I had not made porridge this morning because I woke up a little lazy. So I, I allowed Starbucks. I had one of their, their porridges. And you know what? They do it quite well because they, mm. they give you... Um, I, and this is, I got, this is interesting. 
I always ask for a little bit of a little bit more water than normal because mm -hmm. I, I like to I like it wet which sometimes gets me in trouble to some of the young Starbucks baristas when I say I like it wet <laughs> we giggle but um well they don't really giggle I giggle um they smile in a kind of pained way yeah kind of creepy I giggle until the security leads me away outside yes. but you know I do it because they give you a nice packet of dried fruit to put into it and it's not just raisins it would be currants raisins well naturally um dried cranberries and sometimes little, little bits of peach or apricot and that's nice you know you what you do is you you you, you get your paper you sit down right you get your venti english breakfast tea with double mm. milk and two stevias and you open the paper which i like you know i loosen the spats on my shoes and you know mm -hmm. polish my cane and take off my top hat put it down beside me and then i open the paper and i add the dried fruit to the instant oatmeal and i wait for a little bit maybe 10 minutes some they recommend five minutes but i like i like to leave it a little more because as you know i ordered a little more extra hot water so yes. and i really don't like it dry you know I, I i like it i like as i said i, I like it wet i'm on record for that and, and then i i just enjoy myself so much i i understand i i i feel like you're a a conservative person when it comes to porridge you like things yeah. uh, you, you mentioned real porridge yes. which indicates porridge that is is fake can you explain the difference well real porridge is irish or scottish so i think it's a maybe it's a it's a i'm getting in touch with my roots because some of them like to chase it with a bit of jameson first thing in the morning mm. Mm. So, okay. but um i'm sorry i got what was the question exactly what is the difference between real porridge and i guess fake porridge or Unreal porridge. Real porridge is porridge that you have to um, make yourself. And fake mm. porridge is instant porridge. But as I said, Starbucks does have a nice fake porridge. Now, I've never quite understood why Americans call it oatmeal when there are many kinds of porridge. Could you maybe help me out here? Well, is there... I, I confess that I'm... I'm uh, something of a toast man myself. You are. So I, so I don't know the, I don't know all the nuance. Um, well, have you ever had a bowl of porridge? I've had a, I've had the, I've had the oatmeal, mm -hmm. um, and I've, I've understood there to be uh, steel cut oats. Thank you. That's what I've been holding back. I thought I would get into that in the la latter half, but that's it. We're talking about steel cut, yeah. And then there's also the institution of overnight oats yes oh man you're you've done your research yeah i'm married to an oatmeal person you so. are does she do the yes. oh, I'm sorry i'm sorry for getting excited um does she do the yeah. does she do the overnight she does the overnight oats on occasion yes and she she also eschews the the packet Good of oatmeal you. because she sees that as as artificial wow. or cheating and she's so absolutely right john you have got a good woman there that is nice she's Thank keeping you. you on the um you know on the on the right track uh, can you have porridge that isn't made of oats 
Oh, here we go. Yes, this is this brings me into the into the whole hot cereal uh, situation. Something very interesting happened in Canada the last year, last couple of years during the pandemic, and uh, yes. we have a, a a hot cereal in this country, which we call porridge, but it's not really because it's made with like rye and um, rapeseed and other different kinds of bird seeds, and it's called Red River cereal. And it's from Saskatchewan, and um, it's incredible. It's literally like hot sand. And when we were kids, my father swore by it. And it's a you know it comes from Saskatchewan. It's a very it's a very rural thing, and you literally you have to cook it for about half an hour, and it's it literally looks like bird seed. It ta- it's like sand. But you, you, when we were kids, we didn't really like it. We were like, this is gross. This is something sure. that dad does. But we didn't realize that our father would live to 94 because of that very cereal. Oh, because of Red River cereal. Red River, even more than just steel-cut oats. Because think about it. I want you to picture my colon, your colon, someone's colon you, you've wanted to picture for a long time. But just imagine those walls being scraped by those seeds as, they, as you void in the morning. It's just, it really is, it's, the, it's a colonoscopy's fever dream. It, it's just, you know, and any rectal specialist will, sw- and I don't know if they look at, Probably, what is a rectal doctor called? Do you know what they're called? A proctologist? Yes. I think a lot of proctologists, they know this, but they aren't telling the general public because, well, then they'd be out of work. Oh. Yeah. So so the Red River cereal is, is like swallowing a scouring pad. Yes, it is. So, and it's not, and look, it's not for children. It's an adult no. taste. It's like beer or scotch. Mm-hmm. or lie things that you yeah. develop a taste for when you get older and sure. um, so you will lie of course you know we all know once you're like oh that's that's good tasting i like soap yeah but you know we my dad would just chuckle saying when you're older you'll see and we would we would laugh at him we wouldn't chuckle because we were kids we would laugh in his face about his love for Red River cereal in particular? John, I'm not proud of this. We would mock him. Yeah. We would mock him. And yeah. so anyways, cut to many years later. I'm living in Los Angeles. And I go to a store that, get this, has a section for Commonwealth delicacies. Oh. So England, Australia, Canada, Kenya. Yeah. You know. And what do I see but Red River cereal? And I go, for a lark, I get it. I take it home, and I'm instantly transported back. And this time, I love it, and it felt so grounding, you know? It just Mm. made me feel like there was a blizzard outside. Um, Do you know what I mean? That I couldn't answer a French question, that Degrassi Mm. was on TV, I was home. It was hockey night in Canada, but in Los Angeles. It was hockey night in Canada. So I kept doing it, and I developed an incredible love for it. 
And now I, I swear by almost every day I make myself Red River. But this is the part I didn't really want to talk about. What happened during the pandemic was, as you know, many businesses suffered. And uh, one of them that suffered was Red River Cereal. So, and they closed the last plant. And then... No, no, John, it's got a happy ending. Oh, good. There was an uproar on Canadian Twitter. And it's a Mm. thing. And people were like, this won't stand. And there was a campaign. I was absolutely part of it. And before you knew it, some rich Canadian billionaire philanthropist, I'm not going to say who it is because they're already famous enough, but they bought the plant and they started producing Red River cereal again. And I am so pleased. At Christmas, my brothers gave me Red River cereal. And I, I was thinking it was over, but it's back. So I think I know where I'm, gonna, I'm going to invest in it. So it's back. And it hasn't, and you know, it, it hasn't changed ever. I mean, it's like 100 years old. It's exactly the way it was back when, you know, like um, um, gold dig, not gold diggers, gold, the Yukon. What do they call those people that dug for gold? Not gold diggers. They, uh, they, uh, prospectors? Prospectors. 40 miles. Yeah. Although, if, one, if a prospector did marry an older rich man, he would still be a, a double gold digger, wouldn't he? Can I ask uh, if I if I guess who the who the philanthropist was? Will you tell me that I'm right? Yes. Was it Joni Mitchell? Oh God! And Buffy Saint Marie together they pooled their resources and they bought the plant. Okay. Good. It's an incredible story, and they wanted to be quiet about it. But yeah, what are you gonna do? And I think they're silent <laughs> investor. I don't know the, the actual, I don't know a lot of financial terms, John. Mm. Um, they call it, the, is it called the silent partner? Yes, the, the silent, silent partner. partner. The rumor is that Ryan Reynolds is the silent partner, but uh, yeah. He is Canadian. He is very Canadian, and he's slowly buying up the country. Mm. He's going to buy the Ottawa Senators, not the actual Senators, the hockey team. I've got a bid. Oh, no. I've got a bid in myself on the actual senators, right? And, and the and the Senate building, but yes, it's. I'm not willing to go above a thousand dollars, so I don't think it's going to work out for me. So once again, Mister Ryan Reynolds is going to get another, you know, jewel in his Canuck crown. Yes, if if I mention some famous. Uh, Canadians, can you tell me whether you think they are hot cereal eaters or not? Oh, absolutely. I can tell by looking at a person's face. Okay. Avril Lavigne? No, absolutely not. Oh, no, that girl just lives on cold, sugary cereals. It's very obvious. Mike Myers? Oh, porridge all the way. Are you kidding me? I bet he's eating porridge right now. He's a porridge man. Oh, he's a porridge man way back. Yeah. Alanis Morissette? Also porridge, and I think possibly even a Red River cereal gal. Okay. Neil Young? He used to be a porridge eater, but I think something happened to him a few years ago, 
and I don't know, some sort of an incident. Mm. Maybe I, what I heard through the grapevine was that a caraway seed from his Red River seal caught, caught in his throat. And he panicked because he, you know, sure. he panics. And um, yeah. that was it. He said, no more, no more. He said, Carrie Snodgrass, no more Red River cereal. And then we all said, she's dead. You were married to her a long time ago. And, but we all knew just to keep quiet about it. Um, so, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. And then, and then finally, and this, I'm not sure if, oh. I'm not sure how this is going to go over. Okay. Celine Dion. Are you kidding? The queen. The queen. Really? Grow up with 13 brothers and sisters in Quebec. You eat a lot of porridge. And I'm saying, and I don't want to... Look, I could get into a lot of trouble here. But in some Quebec households, especially the kind of Quebec households she came from, they eat porridge for dinner. Oh. Yeah. Glass of Pepsi and porridge. And I hope I don't get in trouble for that, because that's a stereotype that has held these us apart from each other for many years. But yeah. there's some truth to it. There's some truth. Is the, is the approach in Quebec to porridges different from the English-speaking provinces? Yes, everything is. Okay. How is, how is, the, how is the Quebecois uh, porridge approach? What, what is that all about? This might freak you out a little bit. They make it with cold water. What? Yeah, I don't even, I don't, they just, they make it with cold water and they just stand over it being outraged and it somehow heats up. Mm. They heat it with outrage over les maudits anglaises. It needs to be said. People. It does. Information wants to be free. Yes. And it, that's the only way the healing can be. Absolutely. And it's time. Look, it, it rip the bandaid off. Rip yeah. the yeah. bandaid off. Yeah, it's the only way that we can be brothers and sisters. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned going to the Starbucks and getting your porridge with the extra water and letting it mm. steep for an extra long time. Mm-hmm. You mentioned some of the ingredients that they oh, that they include. Not all of them. Not all of them? No, I forgot to say that along with the dried fruit, I also love to get the packet of brown sugar. Mmm. Okay. You have to use brown sugar or maple yeah. syrup. It's a kindness to yourself. Yeah, it's a kindness, yeah. And it's showing respect for the food. Yeah, yeah. And, and a, a lot of people, what they do is before they eat the first bowl of porridge, is you take a little bit of it and you put it on the ground, just a little bit for the gods. Mm. Just a, it's just a, it's a, it's a habit. It's a, a custom. The French don't so do it. The French in. throw it up on the ceiling. And we, none of us can quite. Uh, we it, they do everything different, and I'm not look at. It's a little. I'm not saying they're contrarians, but come on, come on. If I go into a Starbucks in Toronto, or in uh, Chilliwack, mm-hmm. or in any number of Canadian cities, will I find oatmeal globules on the floor as? blessings to the god will i find more of them depending on how busy that yes. starbucks is and you've probably done that because i have a feeling you're a man who's been to chilliwack you probably thought to yourself what is this sticky floor but now yeah. when you look down you realize what it is it's all the citizens um, showing mm. respect to the hot cereal gods by giving a, the first spoonful to the gods 
Um, but you will find oatmeal everywhere. And they, when they see me coming in, they are so pleased because they know I'm, there he comes, the extra hot water guy. <laughs> oh, I just yeah, chuckle. Yeah. I just chuckle, John. Yeah, well, it's good to, that's how you build community. Is, is, uh... Exactly. I, you know, can I, can I speak a little bit about the movie Oliver Twist? Yes, of course. Okay. Well, you know how they talk about Jaws, the movie, um, that the first blockbuster that made people afraid to go into the sea and demonized the shark forever? Yes. Well, I'm starting to think that in Oliver Twist, when Mark Lester is standing in front of Mr. Beetle and he says, please, sir, I want more. And he's holding that bowl of gruel. Gruel, yes. Gruel, which is a Dickensian way of just saying porridge. I think, you see, a gruel can be a sweet porridge or a savory porridge. You, you know that, right? Like, okay. let's, be, let's be completely blunt here about congee. Okay, let's just, congee is porridge. Okay? Mm. It's a rice porridge. It's a mm. hot, savory rice porridge. And is that what Oliver Twist had been served? This is the thing I got completely distracted. But Oliver Twist, I think what happened was people thought that's grotesque food. And when he said, please, sir, I want more, I think a lot of people were like, ooh, I don't want any. And I think it was just the word gruel. And people in their minds, much like with Jaws, many years later, decided that they kind of demonized oatmeal. And said, I don't want mm. gruel. Gruel is, a, is a, another word for crap. I don't, yeah. I don't, what am I? What am I, an orphan in a workhouse? Right. You know what I mean? I got a university education. I, I, I'm a kid in the hall. I don't, I, I'm not in a workhouse. I deserve hot right. food. And, you know, and here's the thing about that workhouse if it was such good porridge, why did he need more? Mm. Was Oliver Twist as innocent as Dickens made out? Do you think there was a motivation beyond hunger for him to want more? Was he trying to game the system in some way? These are difficult, um, well, yeah. conclusions. But I, that's yeah. exactly what I thought. I've never trusted him. In, in When I watch Oliver Twist, I'm all for Bill Sykes. I think they yeah. got it wrong. I mean, you know what I mean? It's Oliver, he's so whiny, and you know what I mean? And he's, he's, he's so skinny, and he looks like he couldn't really do much. And I'm going, what? The Artful Dodger's not going to, you know what I mean? Mm. Was, it, was it bad news? Was the movie Oliver Twist... Uh, bad news for the porridge community. Yes. Did it set back I did. Uh, the status of porridge? I do. I think so. And I think that what happened with like my family when we were youngsters, we might have seen um, the uh, Oliver movie, Oliver Twist, <clears throat> and subconsciously took it in. <clears throat> but then years later, you grow up, you look back at some of the things you saw as children, and you realize... That was a problematic movie, right? That was right. that movie was most likely, and I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but that movie was mostly, I believe, financed 
by the people at Kellogg's. Oh, to drive up sales of the uh, the cornflake. Well, there was a Cold War going on back then. They called it a Cold mm-hmm. War, even though it was a hot war as well. It got pretty hot. It got pretty hot, yeah. But there was a war between cold cereal and hot cereal. Oh. And you know why cold cereal won? Sleepyheads, I think that you should know about another podcast here on the Maximum Fun Network, the network where you can have the maximum amount of fun. The podcast of which I wish you to know is called Baby Geniuses. It's a long-running comedy podcast hosted by comedian Emily Heller and artist and TV creator Lisa Hanawalt. They are not babies. They are full-grown adults. They are two funny, brainy, some might say somewhat perverted friends, chatting about their latest obsessions and petty grievances. Many fun segments, all with their own special theme songs. Every episode caps off with a deep dive into a new, weird Wikipedia page. It's all available for you at Baby Geniuses a show hosted by grown-ups on Maximum Fun and wherever you get your podcasts. And you know why Cold Cereal won? What's that? Laziness. Oh. Mm-hmm. Convenience. Yeah. Convenience. People who were forsaking the gods mm-hmm. to whom you would leave the globule of oatmeal. Yeah. People were in a go-go mentality. Yeah, but luckily, you know, I don't know what happened in the pandemic. What I think happened, I think, you know, I don't know, John. I'm not an expert. But I think people started to look within themselves, and they started to think about the choices they made on their life. You know, look at what they eat first thing in the morning. Yeah. And I think what happened, that that's what led to the rebirth of uh, Red River Cereal. Well, if you're not going somewhere... Mm -hmm. And you've got to fill the hours in the day. Mm-hmm. And and so you might as well soak some oats or you might as well prepare your 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 bird feeder style mm-hmm. Red River oats. Um, you don't you don't want to be sorry, running John, around John, not oats, sorry. Red River is not oats, not oats. Uh, excuse me. No, but you see everything through your American lens, so it's gotta have do. oats. It doesn't there's no oats. I do. I'm always I'm always calling uh, Football, soccer. I call all sorts of things soccer because it's not soccer. It's sports. No, and it's and it's, it's, it's not a orange. Yeah, I'm approaching things like a, a sort of Ryan Reynolds, just yeah. running around making assumptions. Exactly. Exactly. Don't don't fall into the Ryan Reynolds hole. I'll I'll try I'll try not to. Would you say that the that the hot cereal cold cereal war has been settled? Has a truce been reached like the Cola Wars? Hopefully, oh, oh, God, that's a good question. Well, as we see once again, because this always brings comes back to Ukraine and Russia, these yeah, things never really, they never go away, do they? Mm. I'd say it's slumbering, but yeah. all it takes is one madman to wake up the beast. Oh. And that war will go from cold to hot overnight trust me mark my words so i'm hoping that i don't see that in my lifetime 
because I'd like to, I'd just like to spend the rest of my life greeting the day with a hot cereal. But yeah. if I, you could, but you know, as Gandalf said, we can't choose the times we're born into. We can just um, uh, be the best that we can for the circumstances we are born into or something like that. Was Gandalf a porridgeman? Oh, absolutely. Yes, he would have been. Okay. Oh, yeah. All the hobbits were. My God, what do you think a second breakfast was? It was porridge. Porridge. Can I can I ask? And I and I don't want to potentially drive divisions within your ensemble of the kids in the hall, but are all the kids in the hall porridgemen, or are some of them cold cerealmen? Hmm. Well, you know, I think. I wouldn't. I would say none of them have any uh, antipathy towards porridge. Mm. I think the only ones that are porridgemen like me would be Bruce. Is definitely. I know he's a porridge man, and yeah. I think Kevin's a Red River man because he lives okay. in Winnipeg, so he's close to okay. the source. Sure. And Mark, I have a feeling he's cold cereal. He might be cold cereal. I have a feeling Dave is no breakfast. Oh, interesting. Just coffee and go. Coffee and go, go, go. And, I mean, yeah, and we're still together, even with those kind of differences. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, do, do you bring up these the, the subject, or do you steer away from the subject, like, you know, politics at a family reunion kind of thing? Yeah, you're right. We, we, we stay away from it. We've learned. Look, yeah. we understand that everybody has their own point of view, and they came to it, you know, in, in a natural way. And, and so we've decided to let people have their, own their feelings. So no, we do not mm. discuss it. We all know how everybody feels. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes when they see me digging into a hot bowl, you know, porridge, they will tease me. Sure. <laughs> they will tease me. Yeah. Well, okay, you know, we don't, you know what I mean? We don't pull any punches. No, you you can't afford to, really. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, exactly. No no topic is off, off limits for us. Let me ask you about love. Okay. Could you love someone who was a cold cereal person, could you make a life partner with somebody who preferred cold cereal? Well, I think that's an answer. I don't know if I can... Well, I think yes, because I've managed to stay with the kids in the hall for mm-hmm. most half my life, and at least, and my entire adult life. And we have big differences over hot versus cold cereal. So yes, I haven't met that partner yet. Um, but you know what? Hope springs eternal. Do you think people who prefer cold cereal understand love and are capable of love? I'd rather not say. I'd rather not wade into that one. But I think my lack of an answer might be an answer. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, I'm not, but look at I know what you're thinking. Does he hate me because I I eat toast? Yeah. John, you're not eating cold toast, are you? No. God, no. No. So no. you're eating something hot. Yes. yes. So that's, that's all. You know what I mean? That's good enough for me. It may cool over the course of my breakfast, but it begins hot, and that's that's the important part. Exactly. Everything cools. I mean, what you think yeah. porridge is, you know, is it stays hot forever? No, no, no. no. You got to eat it when it's hot. 
how large is the bowl that you prefer to eat porridge out of, and what kind of pattern or design is on the outside of the Good question. It's a very big bowl, and it's pure white. I don't like to monkey around with any kind of designs. It'll get in the way with me. Well, seeing, look, some people like to stare at a fire and see things in it. I like to stare at a nice hot bowl of oatmeal with dried fruit in it and picture things, you know, look into it like a fire and think about, what, what is that? Is that, a, is that the Eiffel Tower? Is, is that mm. someone shooting a, a grouse on Mount Everest? Is that a snow leopard? No, it's just a bowl of porridge. This is, the, you have the artist's eye. That's, that's why. <laughs> because I'm going to get letters about this if I don't ask it, I have to ask it. Mm-hmm. Do you have a policy, an opinion, a closely held belief on the craisin? Craven? The craisin. Yes, <gasps> a cranberry oh, raisin. Craisin. Oh, jeez. Can you explain yourself? Uh, explain what a craisin is? Or yes, explain I've how heard I of it. The I've heard of it, question. and I assume it's some sort of uh, hybrid between a cranberry and a raisin, but yes. I don't understand that because, let me, let me be blunt here, a raisin is a dried up grape. So yes. shouldn't it be a uh, um, a grape? A grape? Yeah, a, a crepe. Uh, yeah. Because I don't get how, and I, I honestly don't know what a craisin is. It's a sweetened dried cranberry. If you approach a cranberry and treat it the same way as you would a grape, it would turn into a craisin. So, but you have to sweeten it. You had you do have to sweeten it. But a raisin comes with its own sweetener. Yes, it does. So there's the answer. That's why a craisin to me is just the B-side of a raisin. If that's what it is, I don't want any part of it. I have some questions about sleep Mm -hmm. and your your experience with sleep. Mm -hmm. Can you tell our listeners what the secret is to falling asleep in Canada? Because you've slept in numerous countries, I'm sure. Yeah. How do you sleep in in Canada specifically? How do you fall asleep? I like to be buried under blankets. You know what's crazy? I like, mm. and this is interesting. I just bought. Oh, I'm so excited! It just arrived yesterday. A new wool blanket. I oh. love wool almost as much as I love porridge. And I think they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So you're prepared for winter there. I am. You see, and it's we're in the we're we're headed into a deep freeze. But here's the mm. thing about wool and my sleep habits. Um, I like flannel. I don't know if any of the sleepers like flannel. Do you know what flannel sure. is? Do you like flannel, sir? I'm from Seattle. Oh, so I, I know you, my way. Oh my lord, you know flannel. That's like yeah, mm, yes. that's shorthand for flannel. Well, I just got some new flannel sheets that arrived yesterday, and I'm excited to put them on the bed. Um, but they have to wash them first. You know, you have to wash them first. You don't want them pilling up or Well, anything like that. exactly. We're talking about pilling. And uh, my, my last flannel sheets pilled. And, I mean, they just pilled everywhere. There were pills everywhere. Mm. Oh. I, I guess what's happened is the last few years, again, again a pandemic story, um, I've turned on duvets. Hmm. 
you turned against them. I don't like them. Why am I... Why do I have to assemble a blanket before bed? Right? Like, why is a blanket something... What, did I get this at Ikea? Like... Why do you have a project all of a sudden? Where's my Allen key? I can't put it together. I've lost my Allen key. And so there I am. And, and you know, and I got a little pain in my hands sometimes, you know. So there I am with my duvet, right? And I have to put it in the duvet cover. And and get this, it's not a zipper. It's individual buttons all the way up the side. So I've got to undo the buttons, right? Then I've got to lay the duvet cover down. Then i got to stuff in the duvet, right? Grab the corner. Got to do it the right way so it's not sideways. Well, come on. And then i got to shake it. And then i got to do it all up. Each button, you know, ridiculous. I mean, it got to a point, John, where I wasn't even putting the duvet into the cover. Look at this. I would have the duvet and then the cover as if it was just a blanket. As if it was two blankets. Two blankets. And I thought, what am I doing? What has my life become? So I just went, you know what? My mom was right. Blankets. Blankets need to come back. So I I started... I, I, I haven't gotten rid of the duvet because I know that there's an... You know, well, I'll pay a price um, socially if people know that I got rid of the duvet. But again, I, again, there's no right-left thing with, you know, bedding. Blankets have been, have been established for a long time. They're very successful. Literally dozens of years, right? Yeah. Dozens. Yeah, at least. At least, at least 60, 70 years we've had blankets. Yes. Before it was leaves. But... It's quite a long time. Longer than I, you and I have been around. Yeah, sure. So, uh, so I decided I'm going to start getting, I'm going to start in, investing in a good blanket because, y- y- you know, y- there's no point in trying to save money on a blanket. So I ordered this blanket from a hippie farm in Ontario where they have their own farm and um, they have their own sheep and they make their own wool. So it just arrived, and it's just gorgeous. And there I... But this is funny. So the other night, it's quite cold, so I have my regular flannel sheets, right? And then I have my wool blanket. But get this, John. It wasn't warm enough. So I had to put the duvet on top of the blanket. Of the blanket? Mm-hmm. So... Okay. But... I don't know what it's to layers. Do. It's your layering. That's I'm that's layering. the right thing to do in cold weather. Yes, it is. But really, what I should have done was get two blankets. Ah. So I'm going to get another one. I'm going to call the hippies again. I'm going to call the hippies again and say, get out of that. Get you know enough group sex. It's time for you to send me another wool blanket. They cost a little. They're a little pricey, but they're worth sure. it because they'll last forever. Because I remember as a kid. My mother's... I still have blankets that my family had. They last forever. Mm. My mom oh, had... Yeah. Just, my mother was... She was lousy with wool blankets. Let's just be honest yeah. here. So there we go. That's, that's my story there. I hope it wasn't too interesting. It was pretty interesting. And in fact, I, you know, could you come back again sometime and we can, we can do a whole show about blankets? Oh, I would love to. Because I think that I might be on the cutting edge of something. I, I think there's a lot of people out there 
who are thinking of giving up the duvet. Mm. We got fooled. We got fooled. Yeah. We were we were played for patsies. Like these people are so dumb, they'll think that this is better than a blanket. And a lot mm. of us are waking up and going, "No, you know what? Blankets were good." Yeah. We were onto something there. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. Final question. You're vacationing in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. It's hot. It's humid. It's hot. There's and and you wake up one morning and you're you're already in shorts and a tank top. You have an option for hot porridge. Mm-hmm. Do you choose it? I know what you're saying. Do I want to eat hot porridge in a sweltering climate? Yeah. Well, yes. The short answer is yes, because John, I don't know if you're aware of this, but. Hot beverages or hot food in a hot climate it keeps you cool because it makes you sweat. Oh, okay. So what I probably do, yeah. So and I'm one of those people that loves a hot cup of tea in the middle of the day on a sweltering day. I'm just like my mom. She would always like she didn't like cold beverages. She always just drank hot. And that didn't matter if it was winter or summer. We all thought she was crazy. Let's take her, you know, cart her off the loony bin. And, and then they she did. Was something. They, they did. But we eventually called and said, we made a mistake, and they brought her back. Um, That's good. Yeah, it worked out for, for, for us. And not the loony bin, because, well, you know, she was very popular. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so no, on a hot morning, because I think if you go to a, an island in the Caribbean, you're going to find a lot of porridge eaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and some of the... Porridge men and porridge women. Yes, yes, you are. Especially the ones, maybe the countries that were, like, maybe Jamaica, I think it's quite a porridge um, island. And they might have a, mm. a savory porridge there. There might, I don't know. Ooh. I'm not going to speak. Yeah. It would it would be exciting to do a an international uh, tour of porridges and go to a country, really would. sample their porridges, and then move on to a new country. It really, really would. Yeah, it would be a heck of a public broadcasting series. Wouldn't it? Oh my God, NPR would yeah. just explode. I think it would. If they got the, the, this porridge thing going, you know, get yourself a hot stuff. Look at <laughs> probably. Let's get this. Ryan Reynolds is probably working on her right now. Yeah. If we're being honest with ourselves, I think we know that's true. We know that he's doing it. Come on. It's not just meant for him. He's, he's got it going. Well, you know what I mean? Look, I don't, I'm not going to begrudge him. Here's to you, Ryan. No. Here's to you. Scott, I want to thank you so much for sleeping with us uh, this <laughs> evening. And I, I very much enjoyed hearing about porridge and all and all the hot cereals, and thank you, and good night. Thank you very much, John. Well, sleepyheads, I hope you enjoyed learning about porridge as much as I did, or more. You know, something I like to do at the end of my day is to make a mental catalog of things that I have experienced and or learned. If you don't mind, I'm going to do that now. A list of takeaways from my conversation with Scott Thompson. Just 
while it's fresh in my mind. Real porridge is steel cut. There is some truth to the stereotype that French Canadians eat porridge for dinner with a glass of Pepsi. Ryan Reynolds is slowly buying up all of Canada. In Chilliwack, locals pay respect to the hot cereal gods by pouring the first spoonful of porridge on the floor before they eat any. And Dave Foley might be a cold cereal man. We weren't able to get a response from him before this episode aired. Okay. Oh, I'm just going to turn in for the night myself here. Thank you for sleeping with me and Scott Thompson. You can follow Sleeping With Celebrities on both Twitter and TikTok using the handle sleepwithcelebs. On Instagram, the handle is at sleepwcelebs. Our email, where you can write to us, is sleepwithcelebs at maximumfun.org. Our music was provided by the Winterbowers. Social media assistance by Charlie Moe. This show was senior produced and edited by Laura Swisher. Swish. And this program is a production of Maximum Fun and Papa Chick. I'm John Moe. Night-night. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist-owned. Audience-supported.